Kuzari, just let's go back in context and see where we go. Because even though the Kuzari sometimes elaborates on a point he's trying to explain and the point he's trying to prove, and sometimes we, we focus on the, the individual points that the Kuzari is talking about, but we tend to lose sight of where he's trying to get to with what he said. So again, so let's, let's, let's maybe just sum up what we've seen so far in the first uh, three or four essays of the Kuzari, so we understand what's going on. The, again, the king, what they asked him at the beginning of the Shara Hamishi was that he wants proofs for principles of Imam. He says, of course, the king of this stage had already converted to Kala Israel, and he says, of course, I'm a mamin, I believe. But I, want to, I want to be able to back up that uh, my, my faith with, with facts, with knowledge, with a way to explain it as well, not just to accept which is what the Khazari is trying to, I mean, the Chacham is trying to explain to him. So the first point that he says, the first point that he says is that you must know that when you're talking about spiritual things, so then by definition, our way of relating to it has to be something, has to be something which is by way of a, a marshal, because you can't really deal with spiritual concepts which we didn't experience with our senses. That's why I explained the detail that the human condition is such that a person is only aware of things that he has the first concept from his senses. Something which he has no, so to speak, awareness of through an experience of one of his sights, hearing, smell, taste, or touch, whatever it's going to be. So he can't really picture in his mind, which means there's going to be something abstract about explaining Rukhnis. And with that he wanted to explain the basic nature of matter. You see, I'm going to tell you that the way she created the world was with the starting point of matter which doesn't yet uh, present itself in a form which one of the senses can pick up. In other words, even today, when you look at a person, you see the way the, the tzura of the person. You don't see the chamber of the person. You see the way the person appears. You don't see the base material from which it's made up. So that first point we have to accept, that there's a starting point and it's of matter which is then formed into a, a second stage, which means into one of the four Yusodas, which is what he spoke about second. And then third, afterwards, Hashem combines those basic Yusodas in order to make things have the appearance and have the nature that they have. But there's three stages. There's the first stage, which is creation of matter. Then it's giving that matter certain properties, which means uh, assigning it, so to speak, to one of the Yusodas. So it's either going to be a solid, or it's going to be a liquid, or it's going to be a gas, or it's going to be an energy. Those are the four possible ways that things can present themselves, which we call the four Yusodas. The solid is offer, the water is mine, the gas is avir, and energy is ash. So that's the way that matter is going to now present itself. And now, but even then, the, those things in their natural, in the, just in that stage, also don't necessarily have a specific physical property. But now that they have a certain nature, then the third step is that they're given the physical appearance or nature or mass or identity that they have. And that's, so really the stage where we recognize things with our senses as human beings is only the third stage. We can see the way they've been fashioned. And to put this into terms of the same idea in its concept of Ruchnis. In its concept of Ruchnis, we have the first world being the world of Atsilis. Atsilis means that things come into being. That, uh, and when things come into being, they're in the pure form of matter which doesn't have a it doesn't have any any other any other defining characteristics. So, for example, if you're going to talk about even if it's in science and physics, you're going to talk about elements of the periodic table. We we may be able to define them as certain certain base elements, but we definitely can't picture them. You can't see 
a hydrogen atom as opposed to a helium atom, or as opposed to a, uh, any other uh, gaseous atom. It's something which is conceptual. That's what we call the way things coming to be. Not that sure, but the atoms, what we call that first basic stage of matter, is uh, what we call the first step of physics. And the next step is HaKadosh Baruch gives it a certain property, a certain, uh, and which means a connection to one of the four you say this. That's what we call Bria. Hashem has created it, and which means he's used that raw material to make a certain way. So he's converted it into water, into fire, which is energy, into air, whatever it might be. And we see that the same base elements can be combined <coughs> in different ways to produce different results. I mean, this is a simple example. Water is atom in its individual components, it's a gas. It's oxygen and hydrogen. When they combine, then they create water. Or at least Hashem created it, that they're going to create water like that. So here it's the same base elements which in different ways will be connected to different elements which are the four elements in the world. And even then, that, that, that compound isn't yet something which we can point to and notice and, and see the way we see it now. It's only when we get to the world of Yitzhira, which is the third step, which is like Yitzhira, is Hashem gives it a form. Hashem gives it a form and a color and a shape and something recognizable features which we can see here, smell, whatever it's going to be, and then we can see what it is. And that's why the so the Chacham is trying to build up and step by step and tell the king is you must understand that there's a step by step process in creation, and what we're aware of and what we see as creation is really the last step. We see the final form has something presented to us, but all the steps before that we can understand that they happened, but now we can't we can't experience things in that form because it's not something which our senses can necessarily pick up. We don't have the uh, antenna so to speak, or the, the vision, to see things in the form before they become mature, before they've taken on a certain dimension, a certain shape, a certain size, a certain nature. Well, our senses are also a function of the final step of, of, right. of And then from the, from the last step is where our senses start looking from, which is why that's what we can be aware of. Now, what's the proof that it has to be? Like that, that's what we started talking about yesterday. And that is that there's a concept that we can't say that things change from being in the category of one of the four building blocks, we'll call it that, one of the four principles to the other, by chance. There's other things drift from one to the other one, because we see that there's differences between them. That it's not that, that, that if they're in the same environment, then naturally everything becomes uh, the one or the other one. In other words, if the world would be that anything which gets hot, gets hot becomes a gas, anything which gets cold becomes water. So we could say, really, everything is the same material. It's just a question of where it is. Let's say water itself. So water, whether it's ice, water, or steam, we're going to say it's the same thing. It's the same thing because any water which you freeze will turn into ice, any water which you boil will turn into steam. And so we're going to talk about that even though it presents itself in three different ways, it's already all the same thing, just in, when, when, based on the circumstances it's in, is the form it's going to take. But, and that's what the Kazarander says. You say the whole world is just working the Mikra, which means that everything could be in any of the different categories, just depending on just depending on the nature of what it's in. And even the fourth category, if you define the H as energy, so for sure, water can have energy too. If water is flowing, it has a certain speed, it has a certain power. Okay, so then that's just, so he says no. Because if that would be the case, then really anything would be interchangeable. As was pointed out yesterday, um, water... It could be any of those four steps, and it can be changed from one to the other. Very simply. Anytime we want to turn a water into a gas, we can boil it. We just want to decide we're going to freeze it. 
that's that will always happen. And says the Kuzari, the things we see in the world besides for that don't have that nature. Which means not everything is going to freeze and become a solid or turn into a gas. Not everything can 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 convert from one form to the other. And if that's the case, what we have to say is that there's something intrinsic about the way Hashem put things into certain categories that they can't move out of that. For example, let's talk about let's talk about Avir uh, itself. If we talk about the air, the air can't ever become a physical object, like a solid object. It's not something within its nature to do. Dry ice. Is dry ice is uh, nitrogen. It's just it's just it's just gases. Yeah. Okay, so you have to define the gases. That's some gases. But I don't think I don't about oxygen. Yes, that's some gases. Oxygen in countries. Okay. Right, things like that. Yeah, I think nitrogen is liquid as well. So it's a nitrogen separate category, but things like oxygen, or hydrogen, or whatever things like that. Right. So then the only one form, which means there's something intrinsic about the way she made it. But he connected it to a certain property and then a different property. That's the first thing. And that's, that's what the Kazari asks, the king asks him. Uh, how do we know which, <coughs> what's the logic of which category things were assigned to? And that the, the Chacham answers him, and he says that we don't know. But we have to understand Hashem's, uh, Hashem's uh, decision was uh, what he calls the Seichel Pearl Eloki, which is nice that sort of saying the wisdom of Hashem the decision-making of Hashem that decided to ascribe things to various properties. It's not something that we have a we have a formula to understand. We have a formula to understand. And the second point, then, which which the Chacham did the same thing as we finished yesterday, and that is that when we talk about the way that we have the four basic elements, we have solids, liquids, gases, and energy. But from those four basic elements. Really, is every single thing in the world is created. Now, we, they all look very different from each other. You gave the example of a glass and a decker, which means a, a like a zucchini compared to a tree. They're very different from each other, but they're still in the both same category of things which grow from the ground, which means there are certain elements of of ground, which is which is where they're getting their, so to speak, their physical matter from. They also need water in order to be able to grow. So there's certain elements of water. They also need the sun rays, which is the energy. They need all four of those things to be able to grow, but they come out very different. And that's what he was saying, that just like we can understand in principle the system, in other words, that there are different four basic, four basic principles before you say this, and those four you say this are, are, are what are used to combine in order to create everything in this world, but the exact balance of each, the amount of each one which is needed in order to create what we see. In order for the world to be the way it is, that we don't know the formula. We know that Hashem uses a different amount of each one of these things to create each 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 tree, each person, each plant, each animal, whatever it's going to be. What are the proportions? We don't know. And uh, here's the side which which really is a that's a, fun, a building block. And I'm trying to understand Hagadish Baruch The Ramchal says this also in the Astronus, and the Ramchal's side is talking about something else. And the Ramchal's asking. He asks us a fascinating question. He asks, is it possible for people to understand the way Hashem runs the world? Is it possible for people to understand how Hashem decides to punish, to reward, to do things when He's going to give people time, when He's going to step in and punish them? Is it possible to understand the system of, the, of how Hashem's justice works or not? You can't understand our tough key. Oh, so the Amchal says a very important principle, which works in lots of places and it applies to And Amchal says 
we can understand the principle, not the application. Which means we can understand the re- the principles of why Hashem would have understood me. <coughs> so if you're going to ask the question that I'm talking about, is sometimes we see a person who is a tzaddik is punished. And we would have the question, why did not tzaddik get punished? It's not an unanswerable question. There could be at least five reasons that Ramchal quotes and, and explains why a tzaddik would be punished. The one is, it could be, this is a nisan. It's not a punishment, it's a challenge. Will he be able to keep up his awareness of Hashem even in adversity, even through pain, even through suffering? That's the first option. The second one is, like we learned this was always brought, that everybody, everyone has a few awareness, and the tzaddik is being given the chance to get rid of his awareness in this world, so he doesn't suffer them in the next world. There's another option. A third option is Golgoli. Maybe he did nothing wrong in this lifetime, he's coming to create something from a previous lifetime. A fourth option, and that is, Sometimes a person being mechaperon tal yisrael, so it's true he doesn't deserve to suffer, but he's acting as a shliach tzibur, and through that he's saving other Jewish people. It's a fourth option. A fifth option is something called yisurim shalavah. Yisurim shalavah, which means that yisurim which makes a person greater. He doesn't, he doesn't quote the oscillation of our day. Then we don't don't pay for the sins three or four generations back. Oh, that's good. That's part of the good. They're praying for different things. Okay, so now, the five options. So can we understand why Hashem would punish a tzaddik? Yes, we can. Okay, and now we see a tzaddik so-and-so. A harav, let's call him koi. We see, it looks like a tzaddik. And now suddenly we see he suffers the illness, adversity, whatever it's going to be. So we ask the question. So now, why did he get punished? That we don't know. In the individual case, we know what the options are. Can we say it's because of this, it's because of that, it's because of the other reason? No, we don't know in the practice, and as an individual example, why in this case there are Hashem punished that person, we don't know. What are the options of why it could have been? We know. We know what the options are. We just don't know which of them Hashem is using. Which means, in other words, in the, in the concept, can we understand why Hashem would punish the if we can understand? We can find a number of ways. But when it comes to the and we see a Tzadik getting punished, so can we say, ah, oh, He's getting punished because of reason three. Or because of reason one. No, we can't. We have no idea which one Hashem is using. Or a combination there. Or a combination. Or it could be another option altogether. Maybe it's not a type. How do you know? So there's any, any amount of options. And we can't, we can't pinpoint this is what Hashem is doing. But we know what the options of why Hashem will do. And it's the same thing over here. That's what the Kazari is saying in his words. And he's saying, to say that the world is created from a combination of the four years like this. For every every physical thing you see is really a compound of a certain amount of Aishrahmaya from the four different disorders. That's a principle. If you're going to change it and say, well, one second, what's the combination here? What's the combination there? What's the percentage of each one and each thing? Let me know. Which means you know the principle, but you don't have to apply it to each specific case. Which is why we can't create. We can't create. Because knowing what has what the ingredients have to be. But not knowing the formula, not knowing the right way to, so to speak, the right proportion, means it's like trying to cook. We don't know that uh, the cake I'm trying to bake has the flour and sugar and eggs. We have no idea how much of each one I want to do with it. So it's the same idea. In other words, we can't understand how I should create it. We can understand the principle of what I should use to create. <coughs> That's something which, looking at the world in a spiritual level, even if you want to bring it down to the way that today science, biology looks at the world, which isn't talking about four years, so this is talking about uh, 
you know, the elements, so to speak, which uh, they talk about in chemistry today, of uh, what make up uh, living things, uh, the, the uh, whether it's carbon, or whether it's oxygen, or whether it's uh, water, or all the other things which them, we see as, uh, make up the cells and the organs of a person. So even then, they can say what there is. But they're trying to explain why it was like that, that no we don't even try to answer that question. We can we can see what like in Samadhi is bringing that to more Gashmi level. Which means what a Kaddish Parakad that we can try and analyze. We can try and understand. But to try and understand why, we have no idea why. We have no idea why. That that's a, and that, and the real the, the real answer to the question is it wasn't something which was given for people to understand. In other words, the area which was given for people to understand is how the world runs. Once there's a world and a person's put in the world, you can try and understand how the world runs and you can try and use it to work with the world. And in a spiritual sense, if you understand how Hashem is running the world, you can try and use that knowledge to to make the way that things run in a better way without, without, some, without being uh, negative. But that's the area which people are, are given to know and to affect them. Another step before that, which means not how Hashem ran the world, but how Hashem create the world, it's not given for people to know. We don't know how Hashem created the world. We know the principles. We know the principles. But to, to be able to now think how we're going to apply it to cause things to get created, that's not something which necessarily people are, um, are, are aware of. Now, is there an area in Kabbalah which is the first to say for Yitzhira, in other words, which des- describes the way Hashem created the world, and whether it's a Dikim who can understand that and can create things on their own, the Gemara says it, the Gemara tells us about Rabbi Yosef that they wanted meat for Shabbos, but they couldn't afford to buy an animal. So every area of Shabbos used to create an animal, and then they had the meat for Shabbos. Oh. Now, which means they understood practically how to do it. It wasn't just the concept that that there's, there's a certain amount of different things which Hashem used in order to create the cow. They obviously knew well enough how to do it themselves as well. So yes, on it's a on the level that they can understand the how of creation also. Yes, there are, just like in the first case. I mean, the will explain why Hashem was acting to a certain person the way he was. But if you're talking about generally people, as on the whole, is that information given to everybody? No, it's not. The only Yehudah Skula who given the, the, the pratim, which means the details. More than that, most of us know is that Akkadish Baruch was running the world, that Hashem created everything, even if you don't, aren't able to explain exactly how he did it. So, uh, I have a question. Now, <clears throat> the four talk about life, I was talking about spiritual, which is what he calls the highest element, what he calls the element of fire. The element of fire he calls energy, or life, which is also energy, and he says that's uh, the, the most roughly of the elements, because that's what gives the, that force of movement, that force of life. Once again, can we define it? No, we can't. But do we know that it must be a part of every living thing? Yes, if we know. So part of the creation was to create that life force, which nefesh kol chai, every living thing has to have. And understand that Hashem did it, even though we can't explain exactly how Hashem did it. Okay, so that's what we hold himself on. So once again, he says we can explain the step-by-step process, not in detail, because we don't know the details, and also we can't prove it, because these aren't things that a person can uh, use his senses to see. All that we can see is the result. <coughs> and as we can see, the third stage, the final stage, is the way that things are now. And then we can see that, that that's the end, re- end, end product, the end result of the process that I've got this world set into place. So now does the king respond to it. So the old thing holding an ice head, and the king says back, Omar Khazari, the king says, Zaysiya Emunah, Kashoya Fichano, Hakkaras Tseichel, Ahoy Dostokhaz. 
This is a manner in which a person's understanding forces him to accept. What does it mean to force him to accept? Because that's what we see in the world. We see in the world that this is what uh, is created. And if we know that things can't create themselves, and therefore they have to be created, so we have to accept that this was the end point of the creation. In other words, once uh, once we understand it's from Hashem, oh, so the, who makes us say that it was a mikra? We understand that Hashem planned to create the way He wanted it to be. Which means just like we're going to talk about different things which are created in this world. You're going to call this a horse, you're going to call this a person, even though they're both uh, creations which have a body and which have uh, the same more or less systems working with body, but there's a difference between them. In other words, there's a different way that should create the one from the other one, which is why they aren't the same thing. Which is with the Chachma, they nasig anachna hafradas. It's a Chachma which we can't, we can't define. We can say that, even today, we look at various animals, they, they also have the same, uh, so to speak, base materials that a person has. They also have blood, they also have muscles, they also have skin, and they also have brain cells, they also have bones, and whatever it's going to be. And we've got to break it down into its, uh, into its uh, original components. So we're going to say that those same elements which are in a person are in an animal too. But so what made the difference? It's not something which we can explain the khilaf. In other words, we understand that we shouldn't create the one the one and one the other way. And the same way he says the same thing, that, that Hashem used the combination of those four elements to create the difference. So then we can say about the ash, the artist, the mind, whatever it's going to be. And that is that the Kaddish Baruch has set them in a way that they're going to be different things. So, he's not asking a question. He's understanding what the, what the Chachum told him. Which means that we are aware of the principle, but we, don't, we, we have to accept that the way that it was combined, and the way it is, is we understand. That's the way Hashem put it together. And what about personality? That's the physical side of the person. What about the differences that are on a more spiritual side? People have different natures. People have different meters. People have different strengths and weaknesses. It's nothing to do, it's nothing to do with the with the uh, physical side. It's got to do with a different part of the person. You know, what makes one person stronger and one person brave and one person more angry and one person more calm? Now that's uh, they they have the same structure as people. So where does the differences in the person's meters comes from? Which is less of a physical thing. It's true. It's more of a a non-physical part of the person. His personality, his middas, the way he thinks, his likes and dislikes. The Where does that come from? So the answer to that is, and this is something that Chaim Vital teaches us in the Sefer called Shari Kedusha, and he says that, and he's talking about this, the middas side as a principle which explains everything in middas, and that is that just like there's four elements, physical elements, that Hashem uses to create physical bodies or physical things in this world, there's also four spiritual elements. And the combination of spiritual elements is what creates the spiritual part of a person. And that's why he gives examples. He says a person who by nature is more lazy means he has more of the spiritual offer. If offer is something which doesn't naturally move, it stays steady, it's, just, it's, a, it's just a heavy and unmovable, then the, the nature of those middas which come from that side of offer are going to be the middas which make a person like stay where he is without moving. 
And if it's the Aish, which is the Koyuch of energy, then the Midas which come from the spiritual uh, Aish are those Midas which make a person act. Whether it's going to be anger, whether it's going to be Simcha, whether it's going to be Zrizas, whatever Midas which fires up a person, motivates him to do, it's coming from the spiritual side of that Aish. And we understand if each, each Midas exactly what its base is, which, where, where, where its source in the four spiritual elements is, and then again, what makes people different from each other is the Hismazgus, which means the mixture of the Midas that there is in each person. So one person has more of a percentage of Aish, there's a percentage of Mayim, other person has more of a percentage of Mayim, there's a percentage of Abir, whatever it's going to be, and that's going to affect the person's personality. Because the, and you'll see, that's why there are clusters of Midas, and normally if a person has one, he's going, he's going to have the others much more strongly, strongly as well. And I mean both good minutes and bad minutes. Because they're coming from the same, the same, the same of the basic, you say this, you're going to say, the, the basic building blocks in a person's personality, in a person's uh, uh, in his spiritual world, and it's going to affect his, his, it's going to affect his identity. And then again, what's the cheshbun of why one person is more like this, one person is more like that? That's Hashem's cheshbun. How he, how he chose to create people differently. But the important point, and this is what the Ramam writes in Hechot Days, he says it's called a midah. Because he said a midah means an amount. And everybody has a certain amount of each one because within everybody's uh, spiritual composition there's a, there is a certain amount of avir, a certain amount of offer, a certain amount of mind, a certain amount of ash. And the, the question is just going to be the proportion of each one, how dominant one man is going to be the other one. Which means anybody could experience cats. But for some people, it's an explosion, it's a volcano, and it's on a daily basis. For some people, in very far and few circumstances, somebody works down to the point that they feel some kind of an anger. This person is a much like larger, his, uh, the, the balance of his midas is a much stronger kayak of the age which causes anger, and other person is a much lesser. It's the other way around. Some people naturally are exuberant, happy, joyous, bubbly people, but people are much more, much more placid, much more, so to speak, cold. And it only takes a lot to make them, excite them. And the same thing, how much Aish there is. A person is a strong minister Aish, it's going to be affected personality. He's a much more lively person, he's a much more, uh, much more energetic person. A person is much less of that minister, he'll have something, but be much less. So remember that it'll affect the way he acts also. Here again, can we explain why it's like this? That goes with the question. We have to explain it. Because the decision of how he creates this, that, those same elements differently in each person. I'll just into this point, Rabobi says one of the biggest principles in Muslim. And that is, what makes one person different from somebody else is the balance of his midas. What makes, what's unique about each person is exactly what percentages, what proportions there are of the, of the midas that they have, which means from the Yusayda session made them. And that, that's the way with each person is unique. And as when it comes to other things, people can, can fill in for each other, so to speak. That we can, we can, more one person can understand the same idea. You can have more than one person who can do the same action. When it comes to the balance of what makes a person's personality unique, it is a, it's for each person, the balance of the four Yusodas, which means which of their midas are going to be more powerful, more recessive, more dominant, uh, more, la- more undeveloped, is going to be different for each person. No two people are the same. That's and, the same in Anchavis. And the same in Chavez. And even if in, in one area they're both the same, two people could have a common certain midas. That's they both have a very strong graph of chesed. Even if they're the same strong graph of chesed, so one of the same, but in other areas they'll be different. Because the balance isn't exactly the same. 
So maybe in Chesed it's the same, but in Adam it's a little bit different. One has more of a fear of year, one has more of a simcha, one has more of an asnus, more of a caste, more of a taiva, more of a gaiva, whatever it's going to be. The exact balance of minutes is unique to each person, and that's the chachma. Now, because it's can take the same elements and connect them differently in different amounts for each person, which will have a completely different personality. Just like in the physical world, Hashem can take the same four sages and put them together in different ways so that every single kind of brie in the world, all the millions of kinds of plants and insects and animals, are all different. It comes from a different balance of the same sages. There are many external 